I speak for the fans in a lot of ways. I know how they feel. They're great. They're loyal. They want to bang for their buck. Canucks fans everywhere, welcome back to another episode of the Larchcast. Your Canucks are number one in the entire NHL, and we have Tommy Larchide joining us to share his thoughts on where this team is at and where it can go. So get ready for another one. Let's go. Hold up. Welcome everybody to the Large Cast and Happy Holidays. We got a, a pretty special one today. We're gonna put the special in Christmas special today with the, with an extra special guest. But before we announce that, uh, you got Ryan here. We got Sat. We got Gulu running the board. We got Heavy doing the sound and and TJ hiding back behind the camera like usual. Uh, we are the Large Cast, and like I say, it's it's a pretty special one today because we have uh, our 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 namesake uh, kind of founding father, as it were, here in the chair with us, uh, Tommy Larshai joining the show today to talk. Uh, some Canucks positivity. So, so welcome to the show. Thank, thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank you, Ryan and Sat. It's great to be with you guys again. Uh, uh, it's a privilege. Uh, excuse me. It's a privilege to be with you guys. It really is. Uh, it's uh, you had me on the first show or one of the first shows. I enjoyed it so much, and to be asked to come back again uh, is extra special for me. You know what? We're the privilege is ours, and if you can <laughs> yeah. see our, our, our board here on the side. The only person who has a, an, art, an autograph in the center is yourself. That's done by design. No one else can touch that, that logo except for you. Well, that's because Taz says, no, no, you're going right in the middle. I, 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 I was yeah. going to sneak my signature to the side. He said, no, no, you have to put it right there in the absolutely. center. But absolutely. thank you very much. It's, uh, it's a real honor to be with you guys again. No, absolutely. The honor is ours. And, uh, you know, we're going to get into a lot of Canucks talk today because the right. team's doing obviously great they really are aren't they yeah. actually let's start that look what do you what do you what are your takeaways from the first bit of the, the season here up till christmas well first of all i i think all of us are taken back by the great start that they've had this year uh all of a sudden uh, you can just feel the vibes throughout the whole city i think ryan you were saying that everybody's upbeat when the canucks play and yep. they win uh it's 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 amazing uh the impact that uh vancouver canucks hockey uh, provides for this city. Uh, I've always felt that way. That, you know, there were ups and downs, mountains and valleys uh, in my broadcasting career with Vancouver Canuck hockey teams. The good, the bad, and the ugly, I used to call them. But when the good times were here, they were fun. And they were enjoyable to do, and the city was just jumping. And I have that same vibe right now, that same feeling. I, I, I don't, I don't want to jinx them here right now because... <laughs> Uh, you know, they've had a sensational start, and there's no reason why they can't continue. But there's going to be some testers along the way. We both know, we all know that. So we'll see what happens then. But for the time being, let's really enjoy what we've seen so far. And the big thing is, is that they're fun to watch. Yeah. And it's been a long time in our city, I mean, since we've had a team that really looks like they can do something very, very special. It's pretty incredible to watch, and I think you absolutely nailed it. There's a, there's a palpable excitement in the city right now, and it's fun to be a Canucks fan. And we heard Luongo say it the other night during his uh, his Ring of Honor ceremony. It, it's fun to be a Canucks fan again and, and to watch the team. So I know we're certainly enjoying it as well, too, and it's really exciting to have you here at a time when the team is playing so well. So I just wanted to see, like, going, going into the start of this season, did you see this coming? Or I know a lot of us kind of were excited about the core of the team and some of the things that were done. 
But did you kind of see this coming or was this absolutely a shock to you? Oh, it's been a shock to me. And I'll tell you why, because uh, if you just go back, they've, they've had the gunners now for a while. Yeah. You know, they've had uh, Hughes and Pedersen and JT Miller and Besser. So they've had those guys for a while and yet they couldn't even make the playoffs and uh, <laughs> they had losing records. And uh, it was kind of a downer really, to be quite honest with you. Uh, uh, I wasn't all that excited about watching them play, but you know, since game one, it all started, and uh, boy, they've certainly captured my attention now, as I sense that they've captured the attention of all Vancouver hockey fans throughout, <laughs> not only in our city but throughout our province. It's it's Agreed. really it's really fun to watch a team play like they're playing right now. Absolutely, Absolutely. and uh, I mean across the country, even right, uh, you're seeing all these polls and on TSN and on Sportsnet and. They're saying, you know, there's going to be a Canadian team as predicted in 2024 going to the finals. And they mentioned Vancouver with Edmonton and Toronto, right? So as fans, it's really nice for us to see that again. Uh, my question to you here is, as you watch these games, you know, from the comfort of your home now, do you draw similarities or between, you know, some of the teams that you used to call for? Or do you try to stay away from doing that? No, I haven't really thought about that. Uh, that's a good question, though, Sat. Uh, uh, I, I really haven't thought about, you know, comparing the teams. Uh, it's almost like, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing when a team starts to get that chemistry, that winning attitude, and that dedication to want to be better each game. These are all the signs that I've seen in the past of the good teams. I remember when 19, in 1982, which is a long time ago, the Canucks' first trip to the Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, it was just remarkable. I mean, it wasn't their first trip at the playoffs. It was the second time they'd gone to the playoffs, though. And uh, they go all the way to the final against a great New York Islander team. But if you look back at that team, uh, you know, they all came together at the right time. And in 1982, it was a, a brawl that happened in Quebec City. Uh, you know, I'm dating myself a little bit, but, you know, players went up into the stands. Uh, Harry Neal got suspended for the rest of the regular season, and Roger Nielsen had to take over the team. And they, they were just kind of the middle-of-the-road uh, hockey team at that time. But, boy, all of a sudden, I think they won seven of the last nine games they played. They made the playoffs, and boom, the run started. And it was just amazing. And, and uh, they made it all the way to the Stanley Cup final against uh, the New York Islanders, a, a real powerhouse team, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, they won four straight Stanley Cups, and uh, they were just a fantastic team. But, uh, and they went out four straight, the Canucks did. Yeah. But the first two games in New York, boy, they had a chance to win both of those games. And it might have been a different series had they been able to at least win one of them. Yeah, but, it's definitely uh, true. It was still good to at least see them put up a good effort and feel good, yeah. even if they were going to get swept, hey? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, your question about, uh, you know, do I have the same feeling about this team? Uh, and then the 94 team, uh, Pat Quinn uh, was the coach. And, uh, you know, you had these great players, uh, you know, the Russian Rocket and, pa <laughs> and Pavel Burry. And, uh, you know, they, they just had such a, a, a good group of guys. Uh, they had toughness, they had speed, uh, they had lots of skill, of course, guys who could score, you know, Adams and Cortnell, as well as the Russian Rocket, Pavel Burry, and Trevor Linden, of course, was just coming on the scene then, and he was their captain, he was, 
uh, you know, I always felt that Trevor Linden was more mature beyond his years. I remember as an 18-year-old when he came here from Medicine Hat and the Canucks had drafted him. Uh, and, uh, you know, you just looked at this guy. He said, how can a guy this young be that mature? That mature? And, uh, you know, a big guy, six foot three, I think, uh, Trevor. Uh, but uh, he was a fabulous hockey player. I always said this about Linden. He, he reminded me uh, very much uh, of what John Wooden used to say about uh, your best players. <clears throat> he said, a real superstar is a player who can deliver when his team needs him the most. And that was Trevor Linden. He could really deliver at playoff time. If you look back at his statistics, you know, he was, you know, he had good numbers. Uh, but boy, he had great numbers in the playoffs. Scored a lot of big yeah. goals. And uh, that, uh, you know, the team came together. What do I see with this team now? Well, they have the potential certainly to uh, have a deep run, I think, in the playoffs if they make it. And I say if they make it for this reason. This upcoming road trip that they're going to have after this homestand is going to be seven games. And that'll really tell a lot about this team, in my view, because these are the dog days of January and February. That's when it really gets difficult for players to keep the concentration, to be focused for each and every game, to have that fire in the belly that yeah. you need to play yes. every game. You know, all those things you'll start to see. Now, there's two ways it can go. You either say, oh, I guess it was just a fluke. They, you know, they, they were going to make a run. They didn't quite finish it off, but they're going to be good next year. Or, hey, and I, have, I feel this way. This is how I feel about this team. Rick Tockett seems to be the right guy yes. at the right time with this team. You Boy, know, he, he challenges his players to be better each and every game. And if they aren't, he benches them. And then, you know, the best uh, – Scotty Bowman once told me this about it being a coach. He said the only control that you have over players is you don't play them. You bench them. Yep. That's, that's the only thing a coach has. But it's a strong thing because if you're an athlete, you want to be in the action – you want to play. <laughs> yeah. You want to perform. Every time these guys tie up their skates, I know each one of them probably say, I'm going to play the greatest game I've ever played a game of hockey. It's going to be tonight. That's the kind of mental attitude that I think the good ones have to have. Good teams have to have that. This I will not be denied. Hook or crook, we're going to play hard. We're going to win this game no matter what. Now, you can't win all the games. We all know that. Because sometimes fatigue does come into play. You don't have the legs. You're not as sharp mentally because you've been tired. You've played a lot of games. But for the most part, I think this team certainly has the potential. Yeah. And I stress this word potential. <laughs> what we've seen so far in, what, 35 games or whatever it is? Good start. A fantastic start, Ryan. Just fantastic. And I hope they continue to play like this because it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to be it's already a lot of fun and I know we're really looking forward to the rest of the season here so I, I've got to ask you just about the, the chemistry and the makeup of this team because we did talk before starting the show about you know how how we are seeing some semblances of the chemistry that we saw with the 2011 team and you know we recall mm. Kessler you know photobombing interviews and being involved and they really liked each other and I think we're seeing that with this team now and I'm just wondering what your sense of that is and and it, I'm, I want to know what your thoughts are of Alvin's work that he's done in this season so far because they have such great chemistry and they're adding players and managing to keep that chemistry. Like I think of adding Zadarov in as well too. You know, how, how challenging is it going to be for this team, team to stay together? And you mentioned this road trip about, you know, coming together as a team with the new pieces they've got. 
Is is the name Zadaroff or Zadorov? Which what is it? It's a it's a Peterson 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 oh, scenario again. Okay. I think I it's Zadorov. I think it's, it's Zadorov. It's for going by the Russian translation. Did I say Zadorov? Uh, Zadorov. You're a Zadorov. Well, I thought it's Zadorov. I knew I. Oh, it's Zadorov. If we're going by the Canadian, it's Zadorov. Did you? No, no, I don't know. I'm just I'm laughing. Just can I ask? Just because you brought this up, I think sometimes the European players mess with us when they come over. Yeah, I don't. You know, they keep changing because when Peterson came in, he kept changing how he pronounced it for like the first year he was messing with us i think yeah he so, he, he confirmed that he was messing with us yeah yeah so zadorov 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 okay all right sorry it's just please not zadorov <laughs> well i don't know i mean i forgot what your question was <laughs> now just about the new pieces in the chemistry and, and the comparisons to the uh, the chemistry of the 2011 team well, the the 2011 team, uh, you know, you had the Sedins at the top of their game. I mean, yeah. they were the real key guys. Let's be honest. They made the power play click. They had the best power play in the league uh, for a couple of years in a row, I think. Uh, what they won the President's Trophy two years in a row. I mean, this team has a long way to go before they put up those kind yeah. of numbers. We're, you know, let's not get put the horse ahead of the cart here. Is it or is the cart ahead of the horse? I don't know. The, but anyway, the Zadorov you know, ahead of the Zadorov. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, there's so there's so much hockey yet to be played, and and I really I I always feel that, uh, you know, my experience has told me uh, all the years that I was traveling with the team and knowing and seeing. Uh, how they perform and so on. The the road games, uh, those are the ones that uh, are tough. And it doesn't take long for things to go wrong, you know. You go on a seven-game road trip, and what happens if you don't win any of those? That's it. All of a sudden, this great run you've had here early in the season, it's gone. It evaporates. It's been taken care of. Boom, now you're back to square one. The thing is, is this team now has to realize that they have put some big points in the back pocket. Now the thing is to build on that. Yep. Because uh, now, you, you know, right now they buried Edmonton and they buried Calgary. And that's great. You yep. know, and they buried a bunch of teams. Uh, there's no doubt about it when you're first overall <laughs> at the Christmas break. But now you have to be able to sustain it over the long haul. Yep. And that's the big question mark right now for me. Uh, I'm interested to see if they can do it. And there's a lot of luck that comes into play here too. Injuries. We haven't even talked about injuries. You know what injuries. they call luck these days? Uh, what? PDO. <laughs> PDO. That's what they call luck these days. PDO. The analytics community tries to, to, to quantify or qualify luck. And it's this, this term called PDO, it, it, it's so, it's so uh, it's nonsensical because you create your own luck with hard work and effort. Sorry, I just had to add that. Uh, <laughs> but to that point there, Tommy, like, you know, let's say the Canucks, uh, you know, have a bit of a you know, a speed bump in, in their path to hopefully making the playoffs, as you said. Um, the coaching staff has a role to r- motivate players, bench players perhaps, as you mentioned, not play them. And, you know, they've done that this year with, you know, JT Miller sat a period and Kuzmenko. Joshua. Even, Joshua as well. Now he's yeah. playing great. Um, so if, when I look at the coaching staff that they've assembled with Rick Tockett, you mentioned, but they have Adam Foote, they got Sergey Gone, Charlie got Mike Yo. They have the Sedins helping out on skills, and you know who who knows how who else is behind the scenes. But they're all former players that have, have that carved out a real niche in in their game. Whether it's you know offense with Gonchar, and there's like a robust defense with Foot and Talkett played that hard nosed style, right? So do he you, did. Do you? But he had skill too. He did. Yeah, he, he did. did. He, yeah. was, he, was, he was like a unicorn, right? Those <laughs> yeah. players don't yeah, exist right. anymore. But like, do you have more 
faith in, in coaching staffs like the Canucks in being able to motivate players and getting them out of a rough spot than maybe traditionally where there's a lot of players who or coaches who weren't well, really superstars or star players? Well, let me throw this back at you. If, if you were a young hockey player and you had the Sedins and you had Adam Foote and you had Gonchar uh, and you had Tockett, don't you think you, they'd have your attention? <laughs> 100%. It's tough to not show up to work I with mean, those kind of really, guys. I so mean, do I have other I mean, teams they, done this? They, they've assembled a, a, a group here. Uh, yeah. And, I, you know, we haven't talked about Jim Rutherford. I mean, he's yeah. a great hockey man. He really is. I mean, he's won Stanley Cups in Carolina. He's a Carolina. He's won a couple in Pittsburgh. I mean, the guy is a real top-notch hockey man. And look what he's done since he's been here to put together all this. I mean, it's incredible. I'm not talking about the players now. I'm talking about the office and the assistant coaches. And you know, he has all the input on that. Alvin too. You know, he's the general manager, but he's worked with Rutherford before. Mm -hmm. So you know, we've got this package from Pittsburgh right now. Yeah, basically, right. Basically, and uh, you know, if I was to to give a letter grade to what they've done to. Uh, bolster the missing pieces with this team it has to be you know look at the, the, the andre boudria used to have an expression he's an old he was yeah. the super pest I'm this just is old enough this know. is back just in the enough. 70s this is back in the 70s uh, andre boudria is a leading scorer of the team he was a terrific little hockey player he used to say this the singers sing and the dancers dance and what he meant by that is hughes jt miller Pedersen, Besser. Okay? They're the singers. Yep. The dancers. You got uh, Joshua. You got, uh, what's his little guy? Ka uh, Garland. Garland. Uh, Gar Garland. You got yeah. Garland. You got uh, 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 Bluger. And uh, the fourth line guy. They're all chipping in now. Yep. They're starting to win some games themselves without the stars doing it. That is the best sign to me about... Do you think this team yep. really has a shot? Well, damn right they have a shot. Because if this continues like this, and, you know, you can have an off night if you're one of those fancy Dan singers, you know. <laughs> but you need those dancers then showing up, don't yeah, you? you? Do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that expression. The singers sing and the dancers dance. Awesome. But uh, this, uh, oh, no, the, the potential is there, you guys. Uh, this could be a, a lot of fun. And we'll look back on this little session we're having here on this podcast and say, oh, maybe they touched on something. I Heck don't know. Yeah. I hope so. All right, we're going to get heavy in here. I think he's got one too. Yeah. So Hi, to, heavy. Just to, how's it going, Tom? Good. Um, so just to, just to kind of like touch in on that, uh, I think especially with the way the game's pro progressing, um, I feel like it's, uh, it's good to have this, I wouldn't say older core, but more developed front office come in because, yeah, people are saying we have a very young core and you want to get – older guys in the lineup, you know, like players. But I feel like when you have this type of old school type of hockey, because a lot of these players grow up and I feel like they don't really kind of see the same hockey that the, the older players did, especially with the coaching and coming down hard. And, you know, coaches were a lot harder on players back in the day than they are now because obviously times have changed. But I agree that I think what they're bringing to the table now, it's, it's a lot more. And I think a lot of people had a, a, a difficult time kind of just seeing the picture and seeing Rutherford's picture. Uh, myself included, but seeing it all come together now, I think it's it's starting to look good. And I agree. Right now, we're buzzing, but you gotta you gotta stay consistent. You gotta stay clear of injuries. So I think if we keep this up, 
get the go uh, the chemistry going even more. I would say in the next couple of years, we're we're definitely going to be cup contenders. Yeah, as long so, as we keep Demko. So well, you know the development too of uh, of players that you have in your system too is very important because let's face it, injuries are going to be a factor. It is for all teams. Yeah. And it's it, depth is so important, especially come playoff time when you start to make a run there. You you've got to have a lot of people that stay healthy, because that is a real grind. It's the toughest trophy to win in sport. We all know that. You know, yep. you play, it's it's it is so difficult, and uh, injuries can you know make or break a team sometimes. And uh, but it's also a time, uh, you know, most coaches like to say, who's next up, you know, yeah. for every star that goes. I used to tell Shorty this for every star that goes down, there's a new one on the horizon. There you, go. you don't know. <laughs> like you might it. not know who it is, but that's so true. And uh, this could be uh, uh, something that we'll look back on and, and say, well, this team uh, was really put together. Well, it's it's not how you start the race either. It's how you finish yes, the race. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, we have such a long way to go. Uh, I wish we were doing this just before the start of the playoffs. <laughs> yes, yes. I, would, I mean, we can I come would, back and do it again. I, I would feel, I would feel a little bit better. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't. Know. So I, just kind of uh, working off of that. Um, that's what really scares me about the Edmonton Oilers because they had a real crappy start to this season. They right? did, and they might just squeak in. Like they, and they've had a crazy run since they made their coaching change. But even still, they're they're way way back because their start was so terrible. Um, if they're able to get in, then they're going to be that team that you're talking about, Tommy. Is that they're just on the precipice of like going on a massive run, right? Do well, we Sam, really think? Me, do we really me. think the Oilers are, have a chance, though? Come on, I think they do. And to Sat's point, if they make it in and the Canucks finish first, that's a rough first round matchup. Well, so I don't think they have a. I don't think they have a chance in hell. But let's see what Tommy has to say. Well, you know, I I don't know either. Mathematically, it, it looks very difficult right yeah. now. But uh, I'm not, I wouldn't rule it. I wouldn't rule them out at this stage. There's there's still a lot of hockey yet to be played. What, at least 45, 50 games or something, isn't there? Yeah, left 50, or, well, not quite that. I mean, you play eighty two. I I don't know how many are left. But uh, as we as we speak here tonight, but. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, it, Edmonton, everybody, I mean, there's prognosticators that pick them to win the Stanley Cup this yep. year. So I don't, I don't think you can rule them out just yet. That's a very good hockey team. Uh, they got off to a terrible start. Whether they're capable now of, uh, you know, they're going to have to go on some long winning streaks. They are to make up the point differential that I'm talking about the Canucks now chasing the Canucks. Uh, it's not likely to happen. I think the Canucks are still going to, probably finish ahead of Edmonton, but yeah. they might squeeze into a playoff spot. You never know. Yeah. 51 games were being told here for them as well, too. And it, it's going to be really interesting to see it as, as we move forward. But, it, you know, when you got the two best players on the planet, arguably, yeah. they always got a chance. The other thing, too, guys, you know, just take it. We're talking about the Canucks now at this particular stage of the season. But, you know, there's a team in the Pacific Division called the Los Angeles Kings. Yeah. yeah. They have five games in hand. One of those games is being played tonight, yeah. but five games in hand, and I think they're only six or six or seven points behind the Canucks. If they were to win all those games, all of a sudden, boom, mm -hmm. it's a race again, yep. isn't it? So there, there's still a lot of hockey yet to be played, and uh, I don't think we should get ahead of ourselves too quickly. But we have a lot of 
individuals and people we can talk about on the show tonight. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, you teed me up perfectly. Okay, go for it. So I, I'm, I just, <laughs> I want to ask because we, we are in the unique situation where, you know, I can't remember the last time, maybe not even in 2011, where there are a, a myriad of Canucks that could potentially look at winning an award here at the end of the season. You know, uh, we've talked about the evolution of Quinn Hughes and, and, and how well Pedersen's playing and, you know, it, it's interesting that the team is playing so well that Besser's almost kind of quietly done what he's done, being one of the top goal scorers and having a huge rebound season. So if you had to pick, if there was a player who you are the most happy for for their turnaround and then the one that you think is going to be able to sustain this level of pace throughout the rest of the season. Oh, well, you have to pick Brock Besser. Oh, uh, absolutely. Oh, I mean, he's a slam dunk for that uh, particular award uh, someone who's really turned his game around uh, you know he's he had all those uh, problems uh, personal problems in his life with his dad passing away and they were very very close uh you know that's tough on a young guy and uh yeah. he's been able to kind of put all that stuff behind him right now i mean nobody was happier for brock besser than i was sitting at home watching mm -hmm. him score four goals in the opening game i was just gonna season. ask that because <laughs> i mean it was so, it was so exciting for you know, i mean everything was going yep. in it was great it was terrific uh e even more important than the start itself was besser scoring four i it felt was. absolutely yeah, it, it really was taj it, it was just fantastic and i think the whole city just uh, you know uh, was so happy for him uh, mm -hmm. because he's such a great guy and uh, he's uh, he's good for the community and he's he he truly does have a nose for the net yeah he and, does absolutely uh, you know he just sneaks around in there he gets open and how many times even since this great start is he been set up in the slot for a shot that's just right there you know, and the yep. goalie makes a great save on him, whatever it is, because uh, he does have a knack to score goals. And uh, he's off to a fantastic start. I hope he keeps it up. So who do you think, if you had to pick one of these guys to win an actual award, do you think it's Hughes winning the Norris or, or Tockett winning the Jack Adams? Like, if you had to pick one today sitting in this seat. Oh, to pick it today, if I was to, you know, we were saying all your votes had to be in today, yeah. Tockett definitely would be the coach of the year. Agreed. And, and uh, Alvin would be the general manager of the year. And Quinn Hughes uh, would win the Norris Trophy. And... Uh, Demko to get the Vesna. Uh, right. Well, I mean, it's just uh, uh, Quinn, Quinn Hughes is unbelievable. Yes. I mean, you know, I think back to 94, you're saying compare the teams a little bit. What do you see? You know, we had the Russian Rocket, a guy who could break open a game with a, you yep. know, that rush of his, a great speed, his top speed in two steps. You know, he was flying, but he knew how to score. Yeah. Uh, you know, Burry used to tell me, he said, I, I can score 30 goals in my sleep. And he could. And look what he did. You know, I mean, that's why he's a Hall of Famer. He actually told you that personally. Yeah. I was just like, going to say, like you he, well, you had me as Burry used to tell me. I mean, yeah, yeah. That, that's well, a statement you know, in and of let's itself. Let's spend a little well, yeah. segment on what else Burry used to tell you. <laughs> he used to tell me anything. Yeah. Well, the, one of the reasons uh, Pavel Burr and I lived in the same apartment block. So no I way. used to see him quite a bit. 1000 Beach Avenue, not far from oh, here. Yeah. And I he, redid he had, all the lights at 1111. And, and he, he was he was uh, he was living on the 10th floor and I was on the 19th floor, 1902. And uh, he was 1002, just down a, a few doors uh, and ready wow. to place there. So I uh, got to know Pavel really well. And uh, 
I remember him. Uh, we're kind of getting off track here a little bit, but no, this is yeah, great. He's telling Pavel no, story. This is on track. This is Come really on. funny. Uh, you know, uh, one of the collections uh, uh, my wife and I, Leslie, uh, that we have as I collect. Uh, I was a collector of Yadro, which is uh, figurines. You know, and uh, I had them. You know, in the apartment, they were all kind of put on shelves and this and that. And she comes home from work, and she was a legal secretary at the time and she came bopping through the door and Pavel was in our suite and I was throwing a football back and forth. I was teaching him how to throw a spiral with a football. Wow. <laughs> and I, all, I, I heard the story these, before. Here's yeah. all these figurines and Leslie's thinking, oh my God, he's going <laughs> to... He's going to shatter him. If, if, yeah. If he just fumbles one of these passes. Yeah. yeah. Is he, and, is he a, does he throw left or does he throw right? No, he was right-handed. Okay. Yeah, so I, you were right, obviously a good but teacher. I, but I throw left. I'm ambidextrous. I, I write right-handed. I throw left-handed. Wow. I play golf right-handed. I kick right-footed. Uh, so I'm all screwed up. Can somebody, while we're talking, <laughs> but somebody, Gulu, can you pull up the card that we found? We'll show them in a second here. But Anyway. That's unreal. Uh, interesting. So, like, I was actually going to ask this. So you, you mentioned the Russian Rocket Pavel Brain. You know, the Canucks have had some, I'll say some iconic Russian players on the, on, on the teams, you know, through, throughout the 90s. And then, you know, especially now they got a lot of Russian players, too. So, you know, there's Pavel Bure, you know, Igor Larionov was on the team, and uh, Alex McGillany. And now we have this influx where we have Andre Kuzmenko, who's kind of, you know, a lot of positive stories around the Canucks, but he's been kind of the one story where everyone's kind of grasping probably at straws a bit, trying to find something kind of wrong with the team. Do you, do you see any uh, similarities in, in regards to, like, how Russian players play now and maybe are perceived now as they were back in the 90s? Well, you have to remember, too, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not very close to the situation mm -hmm. like I was back then. You know, when you're, when you're uh, one of the broadcasters of the team and uh, you're traveling with the team, you get to know these players pretty well. You get to know their personalities, how they feel, what what kind of competitors they are. You just see it. You see all those things. Uh, where uh, when you're on the outside, like like I am right now, just watching on TV and trying to pick up what you can, and kind of uh, just observing their their individual skills. Uh, the, the the Russian players are very highly skilled guys. Most of them are. McGilney might have been the most all-around best player the Canucks have ever had. I'm not kidding you. Uh, Pavel Burry had a flair for scoring goals, and he was exciting, and he was fast. And he, you know, he was the first superstar we that we ever had in our city. We never had a superstar before. We had a chance with Gilbert Perot if they'd have won on the, oh. the damn uh, <laughs> spinorama. I don't think we're ever going to win rigged. on that uh, yeah, spinorama or lottery oh, ball know. or whatever machine they have now. I don't know if it was rigged or not, but uh, anyway. Uh, we're still wondering if those machines are rigged to this date. So. Yeah, because everybody uh, else gets a ping pong ball and ours is a golf ball. Yeah. And we're always one digit off. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to open up old sores here. <laughs> old sores. These are but current sores. Anyway. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's incredible. So I, I have a quick question for you now, because I mean, one of your one of your favorite lines, uh, or my favorite lines of yours, when you were calling a game and the Canucks were down, was uh, this this game's in need of a goal, shorty. <laughs> and and side note, I don't know if you know, in, in like the youth, I sound super old saying this. One of the things they call their girlfriends is shorty. So like your lady is your shorty. So actually, I call my girlfriend shorty, and when I'm watching the game now, she. 
she kind of pays attention referentially, and she comes by, how's the game? And I say, it's in need of a goal, shorty. <laughs> so, I'm just curious. That's a true story, by the way. Uh, so you are like part of my nomenclature in everyday life now. That's... That's where it's coming to. I thought you were going to say something about bingo, bango. No, I wanted to. <laughs> trust me. That's on the list, too. But I'm just curious. When you're watching a game at home now, mm-hmm. is there a person that, that, you know, the we need a goal? Or do you text Shorty now? Or who's your who's your person? No, I, I don't. I I do a lot of commentary at home. Believe me. <laughs> you're, yeah, okay. Oh, you're I, a couch I, commentator. I, I, I yell back at the TV. And I, oh, no, I'm into it. There's no doubt about it. I'm I'm just like any fan now. Uh Watching the Love it. watching the Canucks really, uh, I am. It's uh, it's it's very exciting and and it's uh, it's been a lot of fun for for all of us to watch this happen and I hope it continues. That's what we all hope. I absolutely anyway. Tell so, me what. Why don't you guys express how you feel about the oh, team? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, yeah. Go we're, ahead. Seth. We're fans first, right? Yeah. We're fans first. I know we we talked about uh, this before we 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 started rolling here. It's like, you know, we I asked you if you. Um, it found it difficult to keep the fan outside your professional job, and and you mentioned that you know you're you're kind of linked to the fans, you're the voice of the fans, and yeah. um, we can we speak all day about what the fans feel, what the Canucks, and you know we're we're enjoying this run, but I I don't think well most of us, Ted's not included, uh, we're not so naive in thinking that this team has won the cup already, right? So there's a long way to go. There's 50 plus yep. 47 games for the Canucks, but I mean we we at the same time we have to enjoy it. Right, we have to enjoy this run, and we have to have fun with this. And it's, uh, I think, if we start there, and that's where I start anyway. If, if I start there, the rest will fall into place. Uh, but we can't make any expectations of the of the team at as of yet, anyway. What about yeah. you, Ryan? I agree. You know, it, it's it, well, like we talked about, it's nice to enjoy being a fan of this team right now and to feel that pride. So I, I'm really enjoying that and and being able to brag about the team a little bit. But but for me, I think, and and I think I've talked about this on the show before. I really enjoy teams that are made up of good human beings. And what I think about this team of, of Canucks is, is they're a great group of human beings. You know, they do lots of charitable endeavors. Mm-hmm. They seem socially nice. They seem like the kind of guys you could get along with that are good humans. So it's nice to be invested to a team that's playing well that also seems like they're good dudes. And, and I think they've got a lot of potential. I mean, you know, they've got a lot of room to grow. And, and as long as Tockett keeps pushing the right buttons and, and, uh, and they keep putting in a full effort and they keep doing, you know, I wonder if Kuzmenko is going to get benched after his two goal performance because he was not great defensively for example no. so i stuff like that holding line. the accountability you think he's back in yes he practiced uh, first line today did he practice first line today man i i still think he could be pulled out again because he was defensively not great it's okay he started off the game two goals and they're up two and they, they don't need him after that yeah I, okay. I would just love to hear tommy's thoughts on kuzmenko and the treatment of him because i think talkit knows what he's doing oh absolutely but i want to hear your thoughts because you come from that same old school mentality that Tuckett is trying to breed. And so, well, Kuzmenko, uh, everything he shot last year went in the net. Yeah. I mean, this guy scored goals from everywhere. It, it, his shooting percentage, I think, led the league, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, it did. uh, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, here's a guy now all of a sudden – uh, the puck isn't going in the net for him like it did last year. And so then when he starts to press, it, what does he think about? He thinks about goals. I got to score goals. Yeah. That's I, that's how I can help the team. I need to score goals. And then you got Taco who says, no, no, no. We do not score goals. I want you to prevent goals being scored. <laughs> yep. I want you doing your work you know, away from the puck. And so this has uh, been a real learning lesson for Kuzmenko. 
And uh, I'm I'm hopeful that just the way Talkett has handled the whole situation, that he's going to respond. And if he doesn't, Rutherford will trade him, or Alvin yeah. will trade him. They they'll they'll let they'll cut loose with this guy because Kuzmenko could get something in return. It's a mm-hmm. long season. You have to have depth, and you got to have guys when other guys get injured and go down for you know two weeks or three weeks or uh, you know miss five or six games or 30 games, whatever it is, you have to have people in your system that can step in and hopefully you don't miss, miss a beat, you know? Yeah. But uh, that's why Vegas has been so tough. They're a big, strong, tough team. They wear you down. And at playoff time, you know, if, if you really think about it, why did the Canucks not win the Stanley Cup in 2011? They didn't win the Cup because they weren't tough enough at the end. Yeah. Yep. They weren't. They because they they didn't realize that the referees put the whistle in their pocket. Come Stanley Cup final, it gets back to being if you can't beat them in the street, you can't beat them on the ice. And and, yep. and you, know, you, know, you know the moment I knew it was, the old, old Con Smythe, that was his line. If you can't beat them in the alley, you can't beat them on the ice. It's a scrap. So it's it's tough. You got to be real tough and physical come playoff time because they they let you play it out. And so the teams that are tough, Boston was too tough for this team, for the Canucks, and too, in my view. I mean, you know, when you got Marshawn there. That's know, exactly what hitting, I was about to say. Hitting Daniel Sedin like a speed uh, Oh, speed that guy, was the exact uh, like moment I knew they weren't going to you know, win. But in all fairness to Daniel Sedin, they all thought that penalty should have been awarded. Absolutely. And they had the best power play in the league. Yep. And uh, if you remember during the playoffs, their power play was just unbelievable. It was so good. But uh, anyway, I don't want to digress here. We're getting off subject. No, we're, this is not off subject oh, okay. because it's, it's very pertinent to the discussion and to, to, to referencing this team that we have now yeah. and the culture that is being bred by Talkin and Elvin and JR. It's the Talkin that would never allow a Brad Marchand weasel rat little player to punch you 15 times in the face without you retaliating. Exactly. No, this is a, this is a different uh, time, but uh, I haven't seen anything change when it comes down to the Stanley Cup final, the whistle goes in the pocket. They don't call very many penalties. And the physicality, you know, comes up two or three notches. Mm-hmm. It really does. And if you, if you can't give it back, then you're in trouble. You've got to be able to, you know, fight strength with strength. And uh, it's a long haul to get there, but uh, it's just something that's needed. I mean, you look back at all the great teams uh, – that, you know, the Montreal Canadiens, they had the John Fergusons, and they had those big defensemen, Picard, all those guys that could really throw them. They were tough teams, but they had the speed and the finesse and the skill. The skill level was fantastic. Same with the Leaf teams that won all those cups in, in the 60s. I mean, th- those were highly skilled teams, but they were tough too. Yeah. Tim Horton on defense, I could name a bunch of them, but it, it, it was, it's, uh, that's way back. I'm, I'm dating myself a little bit, but... Uh, you know that's that's what's really started to capture my attention as a as a guy who came up here. You know, uh, as a, as a football player, and yet uh, oh. I still say that hockey is the greatest spectator sport I've ever seen in my life because it has the combination of all the things. It yeah. has the skill. Yep. It has the finesse. It has the physicality. It has everything that you'd want to see in a contact sport, doesn't Absolutely. it? It's Absolutely. Absolutely does. And it's funny, just before Sack gets in here, we were just actually, we just Googled, there's a copy of your rookie card 
on sale on the Amazon marketplace right what, now. What, for $2? No, 35 bucks. <laughs> oh, 35 oh 30, 34 dollars right oh there. Hey, I'm telling you, you know, like, this, is, this is the real deal. Oh. Oh we should goodness. we should be uh, we should put in a bid in for that, uh, right? We should get, we should put a bid in for that. Get it signed. Do you have a copy of it yourself? I do. You I do. I, I do have that card. Yeah. But I, do you have a signed somebody, copy? Somebody sent it to me. I I've got that card. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, oh, that's, that's incredible. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So you're yeah, talking about Utah State uniform. Yeah, you're talking about depth. <laughs> wait, wait, the, wait, hold on. But he was a uh, he was drafted by the the Philadelphia Eagles or no? Yes, yeah. I was. I was yes, going to ask the question. So you're talking about depth. So like when you were playing football, were you? Were you considered a deaf player there too? Were you, were you a de- singer or a dancer? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I was Call a singer. Back. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> singer, all right. I love the yeah. confidence. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, oh, so, so what we're back. here to talk about hockey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll switch on. back to the Canucks here. And uh, Gulu has this question, actually. So, you know, you talked about depth, and, you know, the Canucks have built a lot of depth in this, especially this past year, where. You know, if, if Demko is not playing, then they have Casey DeSmith, who's been lights out when he's Fantastic. played. Fantastic. Yeah. He's a great backup. Um, and then on the defense, they've overhauled the entire defense. They brought in they Zadorov this, uh, during the, the season here. And, cool. and now you look back Cole, at their defense. Ronick. They, they Cole, Ronick, and Cole. Susie. Yeah, they have towers back there, and yeah. along with this pipsqueak yeah. Hughes, right? So what, what, is this, what is this team missing in terms of depth or, or kind of rounding out uh, the shape of the team or kind of supporting the team and – you know, Canucks have been linked to maybe Chris Tanev coming back, or well, I'm not it, sure if they can it, get him. But yeah, what do you think they're missing? The one thing that they're missing, in my view, is uh, they're missing guys that can really kill penalties. I think you know their penalty kill has to be a lot better than it is right now. Yeah. I mean, they they've they've been able to outplay and outscore teams and so on, uh, but the penalty kill, the special teams are so important. They really are. You got to be able to you know kill penalties and have a, a power play that's in the top 10 for sure, especially if you're going to go all the way, yep. if you're going to try to win a cup. I mean, you look back at the, I think in just in recent memories, uh, uh, you know, the teams that, uh, that uh, you know, manage, they, they, they're, they play well without the puck. They're very, very smart teams. You, you don't go all the way without having the skill and the talent to do it. You have to have it. But I've always said, the one thing that you got to get at playoff time is goaltending. Goaltending. It's such a big part of the game. And, you know, I, I just look at the three years that the Canucks went to the Stanley Cup. Final. Yep. Yep. Look, they played for the Cup. Okay, Richard Berdur, King Richard. And then you had Kurt McLean, Captain yep. Kirk. And then Roberto Luongo. Yep. I mean, three of the mm-hmm. best in Canuck history. And, and it's because of what they did at playoff time. That's yep. that's yep. really that's that's the measuring stick. It really is. Goaltending yep. is so important because that's what it really gets down to. Everybody can put the puck in the net. Most teams, when you get to the final, they got guys that can score. You know, it really gets down. Can the guy make the save that he's not supposed to make? That's right. There it is. That's right. Yep. And know, I mean, Luongo had the benefit of having Schneider playing some lights out backup supporting, kind of the same way we're seeing from DeSmith as well, too. I think there's a lot of parallels between those two tandems right now. Yeah. Demko DeSmith and, and then well, right now, Luongo Schneider, you know? Casey DeSmith has been fantastic. Unreal. I mean, when you're backup goaltender, what has he won? 10 points already this year? Yeah. He has five yeah. or six wins? Yeah. I know, something like I, I don't and, have the, and I don't have them the at numbers the same in time. front of me. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but, been great. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's been fantastic. And what yeah. a find he was. And, uh, yeah, th- right. And Thatcher Demko, uh, you know, the, the 
I mean, he has the potential. The potential. There's that word again. Yeah, there it is. But he has the potential to be one of the best. Agreed. He's big. He takes up a lot of the net. And he does have the quickness, too. And he's and uh, so it's, it's going to get down to that. Uh, and I hope that the goaltending holds up. Because that, to me, that's the the most important uh, position in hockey. Agreed. It really is. Mm-hmm. You got. If you don't have, uh, I forget who said this. Uh, oh, I, I'll tell you who said it, it was. Um, uh, he just went into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Ken Hitchcock. Okay. Yeah. A Hall of Fame coach just went in recently uh, at the Hall of Fame, and he said, <clears throat> "With gold, good goaltending, you've got a chance. Yeah. You got a chance." With great goaltending, you got a chance to win the cup. Yeah, there you go. You know, oh, I like the other it. one makes you competitive, but the big one, great goaltending, you got a shot at what it. What if you have no goaltending? Yeah, then you, then you go, you go home for the year. So I guess to Edmonton. Going to happen. <laughs> then you're the Panthers last yeah. year, or, or yeah, Edmonton this year. Yeah, just ask San Jose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's an interesting yeah. Jeez, yeah. So I, I've got to ask kind of just, just because of your unique position, spending so many years, you know, kind of up top looking down on the team and seeing the evolution of refing in the NHL and – I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I gotta ask because oh, I like this. this I think good. this year's been a particularly bad one for those gray area calls, and and it drives me nuts personally when I see you know they call a ticky tack hook in the boards, and then they let guys break sticks over each other's faces in front of the nets. And I love the physicality. I'm an old school guy too, but I'm just curious. You know, now that you're kind of an armchair fan like us, sitting at home screaming at the TV like we talked about. What's your sense of the refing this year? And, and there's been a lot of talk made about it. Is it worse? Is it the same? Is it just kind of Are a, they game managing too much? Well, before Tommy answers, you don't have to worry. Ron McLean does not listen to our podcast. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, he's, <laughs> you can yeah. say whatever you want. He's not paying attention. <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I haven't looked at the, the, the goaltending has. Maybe it's because I'm at home and, you know, you get up, you walk. Or, yeah, I... I uh, what can you do? That's just, that's just how the game's yeah. officiated. I mean, you got to play. You got to be able to play through it. Yep. No matter you get the good. Sometimes you get the good call. Sometimes you don't. Uh, that's how I've always looked at officiating. I, I think that's a. I think that's really kind of a. a oh, what's what's the word I'm looking at? A word for. I think it's a, excuse is the word. Yeah. If you're looking for excuse because you're if you're looking for excuse because you're losing. Uh, it, it can't be the officiating. Believe me, I you agree. Gotta pl- you got to play through that stuff. Sometimes you get the call, sometimes you don't. Hey, what's? It's not any different than the home plate umpires calling balls and strikes. Yep. yep. The guy has a strike zone, and you know you think you're hitting the corners, and the guy's calling it a ball, mm-hmm. or it's three feet outside. Or two, he calls I, it a strike. I, I'm exaggerating. They call yeah. it a strike. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just you got to play through officiating. Yep. And I think the good teams are able to do that. I, I really so. do. Yeah, I mean, uh, so, so can I can I ask a question? And you might know more than anybody here, but do 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 teams plan ahead for refs? No, knowing what the refs' tendencies well, are uh, over time. Not that I've ever heard that. I, sure, I, hope I, not. I, I've never looked. Well, at, because uh, in, in in a lot of in baseball, for example, you you mentioned it. They do. Yeah, they they know an umpire's strike um, zone. tendencies. I'm yeah. sure they get to know. Yeah, who's what the strike zone is. Or that type of so, thing. So wouldn't that same thing occur in hockey, knowing the type of calls a certain ref? And how much like do you think if it does play it, or you said it doesn't, but I, I feel like 
nowadays it has to play and you have to get every type of edge possible right well the big thing is they they've wanted to bring offense back into hockey you know the clutching the grabbing the hooking and the holding and you know you had if you weren't tough enough you you never got to the goal for crying out yep. loud. i'm talking Whoa. back go back now in the 70s and 80s are you kidding me Every, I mean, the, the liberties that they took on guys, you had to fight through it. That's just the way the game was officiated and called or not called. And uh, that's what I say. That gets back to my point that I said earlier. Come the final, they put the whistles in the pocket. Mm -hmm. Go play hockey. How many, if you go back, I mean, I, I don't know this for a fact because I don't know the numbers, but I'm just talking at the top of my head. If you go back to the final games that have played for the Stanley Cup, I think you'll see there are very few uh, penalties like called. Like two or three, maybe. Oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. They or, Put or, the whistles or, away. Or the power plays are even. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like uh, when the Canucks lost to the Rangers uh, in game seven uh, against New York. And uh, the first, uh, I think Bob Myers was the referee, and he called two what I thought were very weak penalties against the Canucks and the Rangers had the best power play in hockey mm -hmm. at that time. And, uh, uh, they got two power play goals right off the bat. Well, the Canucks fought back and they made it three, you know, two, two. And, uh, then, uh, Lafayette hits the, hits the, the damn hits, hits the post. Yeah. And, uh, they come within a goal of winning the Stanley cup. Yeah. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, you have to remember too, in, in, the players should have been prepared for this because, Game you know, six. the New York Rangers had won the President's Trophy that year. They had the yeah. best overall record yeah. in the NHL playing against the Canucks who really caught fire in the playoffs, really, when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so uh, they're going to say, okay, the Rangers had, you know, here's the team that wins the President Cup uh, for the most points in, in the in the season, and yet uh, – Here's this team battling them and playing for the seventh and deciding game. That's right. Well, they should have known gonna, from game six. Gonna, it's not likely you're going to get all the calls you want. Yeah. No, like when, when Messier is, you know, hitting Linden while he's crawling around the <coughs> ice, like you should have known then that you weren't going to, you weren't going to get any favors from the referees. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's unfortunate there. Right. But um, what I was going to mention about the, the, the refs is different here in base than baseball because baseball is all static. You know, it's a, it's a strike zone versus the, pitcher the ball and but with hockey it's it's people going at like 40 miles an hour right so it's a bit different there but um in let, let's switch gears here we talked a bit before about jerseys and logos right oh, so oh, Ryan, i know where question. you're headed you asked the question this was i know i know we talked about it and i know yeah we, we've talked about this a little bit just about the jersey but our boy roberto luongo when he came back to town made sure to reference the the free the skate so I know you've been hearing from us as well. <laughs> There's been a kind of a groundswell locally about bringing back the old 94 logo. And I mean, I personally love those new flat black helmets they're wearing. What, what are you? Are you thumbs up, thumbs down? Should we bring back the 94? And if you don't, if you could pick one jersey for them to wear, what, what would it be? No, I, I do like that. Uh, I like the logo on the, on the 94 jersey very much. I like that uniform too. But I also like the original Canuck, just the hockey the, the stick. stick. Yeah, I mean, it, there it's was gotta something be one about or the other. it. Yeah. There, there's something about it. Uh, uh, the the ones I didn't like were the Halloween ones that they used to wear back in the '80s. You know, yeah. <laughs> they went for the these grad bold, the red, black, and the big V in the front. You know, uh, I thought maybe in the whole time that they've changed uh, jerseys and different designs and this and that, that one had to be the worst. 
but uh, that that's a, just in my view. But uh, no, I I, lo- I love the skate too. Uh, uh, you know, can I can I just add? So, you know, Roberto Luongo, whole debate on whether or not he belonged, yeah. what in the rafters or just in the Ring of Honor. And you know, no pressure, but what were your thoughts on that, and where he belongs in your opinion? Well. You know, I, I think the big thing, I, I mean, he was a fantastic goaltender. Let's be honest about it. I mean, I, I tell you a little story that I just loved. Uh, Elaine Vigneault used to say to me, I'd say, how's the lineup look tonight? And he'd say, oh, yeah, we're going to have the same lineup tonight. And there's just one other thing he'd say, come on, Louis. <laughs> come on, Louis. In other words, he knew that Louis was the real key. Like, yeah. It, yeah, and, and, uh, Elaine Minu used to say that Coach V used to say that all the time to me. Come on, Louie. <laughs> and uh, he was a great goaltender. He He's right up there with the best that we've had. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but I think all three of these goaltenders that uh, we've talked about tonight, uh, you know, uh, Rich, Richard Berdur, King Richard, uh, uh, you know, here was a guy that didn't stop anything in the warm-ups. I mean, the net used to be filled with pucks. But you couldn't put a BB gun by him in, in, during the game. He was that good. I mean, that's that's why they carried all the way up to, to play the Islanders. And then you look at Kurt McLean. Look what he did. The first game in New York, Madison Square Garden, 54 shots. He stopped 52, I think it was, or something like Unreal. that, or 50. It was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of goaltending that Thatcher Demko is going to be called upon to do. Uh, it, it really is. I mean, you've got to be that kind of a goalie. I, I totally agree. It's going to be exciting to see here. We, we're going to wrap. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You I didn't answer the question TJ. yet. So did, do you believe Luongo <laughs> should have had his re- – okay, you don't have to answer this. I'll tell you, in my opinion, I, I think it was perfect the way it was. Because you got to do both otherwise. I McLean's think he, he, go. he had his jersey retired in Florida. His heart belongs in Florida. And I think yeah. we honored him just the right amount. But yeah. I want to hear your exact thoughts, if you're willing to share them, Tommy. Oh, I'm, I'm more than willing to share it. Uh, I, I mean, I was so happy for Roberto, and I thought uh, the Canucks did a fantastic job. Yeah. Uh, they really did the way uh, he had his family participate and introduce him. It was just everything about it was so classy. Uh, it made me proud. It really did. I, I had a smile on my face the whole time. And uh, Roberto, very passionate guy and played like that. You talk about a guy who had fire in his belly every night, boy. Luongo had that. He, and it, 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 a lot of people say, you know, how do you make a goaltender the captain? But you know what? That's the kind of guy he was. He worked hard in practice. He set an example to everybody else. Uh, I have nothing but the best to say about Roberto Luongo. Uh, I love the guy as a player. Uh, and, you know, I had a chance to bump into him. They, this was uh, in 2011, and I'd gone down to get my tickets to go to the game because uh, that was my last year was 2010. And uh, he was just getting into his car after the morning skate, and uh, he was talking to my wife. She was waiting for me. I came down with the tickets, and I went to Roberto, and I said, uh, uh, you're going to be great tonight. I, I, I can feel it, and I tapped him on his cheek like this. As you be, and they sh- he shut out Boston one nothing. Oh, nice! Wow. That's all and you. And he was great. And I thought, then I said they're going to win the Stanley Cup. That's how I felt. Not so much about what I said, but just the fact that he played so great that night too. Put him back in the driver's seat again, and uh, unfortunately, he weren't able to win the seventh and deciding game at a home ice. That's that's just how it worked out. 
Mm-hmm. Is it too late for you to have a career in politics? Because know, that's a very I, diplomatic I, I, I answer. You, you, you want me to? You want me to answer? You don't this. have to. You know what? I no, can tell that you, you don't want to say what? it. So forget uh, it. No, it, it's not that so much. Uh, I I think. Uh, I think his heart really is in Florida. Yes, like I said. agree. Thank and, you, Tommy. Uh, they've retired his number there. I thought what they did for Roberto was terrific. Agreed. Uh, at uh, That's why at you're Rogers the best. Arena, I thought they did a first-class job with it, and it was well done. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, he's already in the Hall of Fame, and he's got his jersey retired in Florida. He'll be okay. He, he's going to be all right. He's going to be all right. Apparently, well, you're they didn't the best, give a good Tommy. enough gift, though. I mean, they should have given a better gift, apparently. Oh, no. They actually gave a I nice... Thought, I'm, I'm just joking. Okay, okay, good. Because, like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, this like, episode's sure been a good enough yeah. gift. I'll tell you that much. And we sure appreciate having Tommy Larshadow. Thank you so much for joining us. I just have one question. Canucks coming out of the break here. Their first game's up against Philadelphia. Uh, put your prognosticator's cap on. Oh. Where, where do you see... I'm Again, TJ put you on the spot. I'm going to do the same thing here. Where do you see this team finishing by the end of the season? Well, I think it's going to be a dogfight to win, uh, be first overall. Agreed. To, you know, to, to have the best record in hockey. Uh, I think that's a, a bit of a stretch. Uh, on the other hand, uh, a lot can be done yet. Uh, we haven't even come up to the trading deadline. Uh, you know, the, the second season is the most important one. Yep. Uh, it, but to get to the second season, you've got to be pretty good to be in the first part of it, too. So <laughs> Keep yourself uh, in the running. Yeah, exactly. But we still have such a long way to go. As I said, I wish uh, the playoffs were just starting tomorrow. And, Agreed. And uh, I would have been able here to, to tell you a little bit more about how I thought about things. I, I still feel that uh, there's uh, a long ways to go yet before we could uh, – Bring uh, bring that uh, beautiful little chalice back to Vancouver. Miles to go before they sleep. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks again, Tommy, for joining us. You're and, welcome. Uh, it's the second time you joined us, and I hope it's not the last. Well, we'll be here before the the end of the season, maybe when we're hoisting said cup. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for putting up with me, guys. Uh, oh, I, I, it's no, our pleasure. No, thank no, you no, so really, much. No, it's really, a highlight. Uh, yeah. Oh, thank you very much. Nah, you put up with it's us. really been a, a real joy. I'm kind of running out of gas here now a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we'll get you out and maybe, here. And, may, and maybe my voice is showing that oh, too. Yeah, but anyway, okay. Anyway, thanks for having me, fellas. I really enjoyed it. No, thank, thank you very you. much. And from all of us, again, yeah, thanks a lot. And uh, you know what? Go Canucks, go. That's it. Go That's Canucks, it. Go, go, Canucks, go. Canucks, right. Go. You're listening to the Lars Cash. Thanks so much, guys. Go.